Soundscape. 
My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Susie Harris. And this is our tribute homage journey through 1977. Uh, the idea here being that uh, and last year we did the, last year we did this uh, thing where we went from uh, 2016 all the way back to like 76 or something, and uh, we decided that that was a good idea, a good way to go. We're going to go 10 years back, all the, well, 40 years back this time, to go to 1977 instead of 2017 so that we're kind of building up to 2017's greatest uh, hits of the year kind of thing. So we started there with uh, Mr. Klaus Schultz. Of course, you know him from Tangerine Dream. And uh, the album was called Body Love. There was actually two albums. There was Body Love and Body Love 2. <laughs> well, that was and you're just creative. Um, sorry. Uh, so Klaus uh, had really just embarked on a solo career. Um, not really a solo career because he was still in Tangerine Dream. Body Love actually is just two musicians. We have Klaus Schultz on electronics and Harold Groskopf on drums. But... Uh, so I, I'm learning a lot about 1977. I was 10 years old in 1977. Susie was... Four. Yeah. Less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> four years old. Thanks. That's what I was. Susie was four. I we was hadn't even dead. thought of what... what you uh, weren't dead. You weren't even born. You weren't born yet. <laughs> that would be Brandon, by the way. Brandon in the background. Um, so I, I did not even know Prague existed at the time. I think I was probably brought up on a pretty good diet of... Um, the Beatles, if I found it, uh, the Monkees, and whatever else my parents happened to have sitting around that I could listen to when they weren't playing it kind of thing. So, uh, not Prague for me at all at the time. So, this is, uh, even though a lot of this stuff has kind of come forward into the future and we've listened to a lot of it on a regular basis, much of what you're going to hear today is brand new to us. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the Klaus Schultz thing, it's a porn soundtrack. Really? Just, just thought I'd add that in there. Blew oh, me away to find that joy out. Joy of the 70s. And then as I went down the wormhole, I noticed that Klaus Schultz was involved in a band with Steve Winwood called Go. And in 1977, they did an album called Go 2, which featured, um... Stomo Yamashita, Yamashita. I'm not going. Steve Winwood and Michael Shreve. Is that Michael meant Shreve? To be a pun? <laughs> no. No. No puns. No, no pun. Um. So I, I I haven't listened to this. I only just found this out. So I'll have to check it out for you guys and let you know if it's anything any good. Um. Their first album was a little bit before, and uh, I just like the idea of Klaus Schultz hanging out with Steve Winwood. That's a pretty cool idea. Anyway. We uh, moved on from there to Klaatu. This is their second album. It's called Hope, and it's seen by many to be their most creative album. It's, it's kind of a pretentious uh, prog rock sort of album in which uh, it's a it's a concept album about the sole survivor of an arrogant race of beings who warns space travelers of the hazards in the last days of his life. Mm. Yeah, that, that's Klaatu for you. <laughs> Um, we heard Around the Universe in 80 Days from that album. Um, not reckoned to be people's favorite prog album, but uh, just trying to put you in the mood of 77, and that's that's a pretty 77 thing, space rock opera from Klaatu. So, 
Uh, this show will be pretty much all 77, so we'll, we'll try to tell you a little bit about the music as we go along. You may hear some things you know, but for us, it's mostly stuff we don't know. Our next track we're going to play is from a band called England. Okay. Uh, England were, uh, they were a very short-lived band. <clears throat> they were formed in around 70, 75. <clears throat> Excuse me. And put out their first single in 77, so it took a while to get to get into place. And they were broken up by 78, so... <laughs> They had one album, which is uh, in the 70s, called Garden Shed, which is the album that we've played for you because it was put out in 77. Um, They did uh, reform a little bit in the early 80s, and then once again, they reformed for something in 2016. And so they do have an album called Box of Circles, which came out last year, 2017, amazingly enough. But um, So they really don't have a, a huge discography, I guess you could say. Three, three albums? Yes, three albums. They had one called The Last of the Jubblies in 97. I'm not sure if that's a retrospective or what it is, but it wasn't an actual album. How are you going to have a retrospective from something that you only had one album of? Yeah, I know. I don't understand. So I, this I, were the, These were the best hits of that album. <laughs> so um, the one thing that they're kind of noted for is the fact that their keyboardist, Robert Webb, played a Mellotron that was sawed in half. Because he sawed the Mellotron in half because he needed it to be more portable. So he rehoused the left-hand manual and the right-hand tapes <clears throat> into a new case with half of the Mellotron. Ah. So he played half of a Mellotron. The half Mellotron. That, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, and like a lot of 70s bands, there were a lot of comings and goings of band members. So, what, in, in the one year? Yeah, amazingly enough. Okay, but but the people on the album are statically housed in the album. There, there's one group yes. of people that did this. Yes. So it was started. It was formed by the drummer Mark Ibbotson, and then he had bassist Martin Henderson, guitarist Jamie Moses, and keyboardist Robert Webb. Okay. So uh, the bassist and the guitarist left and were replaced, and it, it's it seems to be normal 1970s band prog band stuff. Yeah. Um, and some, they got a reviewer. They said that they were their music was described as yes in Toyland. <laughs> I like that. I, this is the first time I've ever listened to England. Was earlier this week when I was just kind of perusing and checking out all this great music that I'd never heard of before. Um, so we're gonna hear a track from Garden Shed. Um, it is called Introducing Three Piece Suite, not suit. I I just got it. I just got that it was a pun. Just got it. (laughs) Enjoy.
the presence of a stream Weaving its path through a bed of green The windows of the forest bring very little light The sound of river
This is an electrified fairy tale. If you've never heard of an electrified fairy tale, just picture little fairies with wee tiny electric guitars. Once upon a time, in a land not far from here, there was a place called Harmony. Everyone in Harmony was happy, and this joie de vivre was guarded by the invisible patron, the muse Singring. But jealous forces, and there are always jealous forces in such tales, have conspired to capture the spirit, imprisoning it in a chest with four keys and casting the keys to the four corners of the earth so that only four particularly brave and talented individuals might retrieve them. It is here that our story begins.
having gathered on the green, the brave adventurers of the land march off in search of the keys. Their quest leads them first to the river's edge.
his way into the forest of flames and braved the fire-breathing dragon in search of the third key. mountain to split in two, revealing the last key.
now in possession of all four keys, the brave adventurers march triumphantly into the Valley of Silence to open the chest, smash the glass guitar, and free the spirit of harmony. prog rock batman indeed <laughs> all right you're listening to soundscape and uh that was utopia the album is raw and the name of the song is sing ring and the glass guitar and electrified fairy tale you know he did the intro there where he said just imagine <laughs> little elves with little glass guitars or whatever it was and and all i could think of was um uh spinal tap yeah that it, it was just on my mind immediately is Spinal Tap and that whole thing with the dancing, the dancing dwarves dancing around the the three inch Stonehenge. The tiny tiny Stonehenge. <laughs> or the th- whatever they whatever it was I don't remember anymore but they they got the specs wrong, <laughs> completely so the Stonehenge was just as so little. So they had to do the dwarves because otherwise the, 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 it didn't work right. Right exactly. I love Spinal Tap. So I'm, I I can't imagine that that spinal that Spinal Tap is not based on that particular piece. Singing in the glass guitar from the Utopia album Raw. Just one of the many <coughs> interesting gems from 1977 that I've discovered through uh, 
through doing all this. We started the set of the year with uh, England introducing the three-piece suite. After that was Manege. I think I'm saying that correctly. M-A-N-E-I-G-E. And the name of the song was La Fin de la Soie. I'm trying to sound, you know, <laughs> trying to sound right. French? Uh, sure. Is Histoire? That, that's French, yeah. Yes, I believe it's French. Um, so it, it's Canadian progressive rock. It's coming Ooh. from Quebec. Oh, it's Quebecois. It's um, fusion jazz from Quebec. 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 And um, it's one of the first uh, Quebec progressive rock scene. It's. Uh, I cannot speak. The instrumental, they were all an instru- instrumental ensemble. They were one of the Quebec progressive rock scene's longest-running bands and performed regularly for several decades. Never heard of them until I did this show. Uh, but anyway, um, interesting uh, interesting set of music there for you. Indeed. So, uh, we're going to go into another set. Are, are you ready to talk about Blue I'm Effect? I'm ready to talk She's about Blue Effect. She's ready to talk about Blue Effect. So, Blue Effect is our next uh, band that we're going to play for you, and Susie's going to give you a little bit of background. <clears throat> there isn't much. <laughs> they don't have. There, there's supposedly a, an official website, but it has not been enabled by the domain. Ah, okay. So, unfortunately, uh, my info is from a little bit of Wikipedia and Prague Archives. So, okay. If you want more, that's where you should go. Uh, so they were founded in '68. Uh, they are a Czechoslovakian band. Ah, Czechoslovakian Prague. Oui. And uh, they were formed by Radim Lodic, who was the guitarist. And he's been in um, a couple of other... There was one other band he was in that I think... The Matadors, that's right. So he was with the Matadors, if that means anything Prague to anybody. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, he did pass away in 2016. But... Um, so they were together, and 77 is, of course, the year that we're doing, and so that is, the album is Svitani. Yes. Is the, and that is considered the, the band's true masterpiece. Svitani? The yes. album or Svitani the song? The album. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm not playing Svitani the song. No, 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 the album is considered, yes. their, okay. of all of the albums that they put out, that is considered their masterpiece. Yes. Um, so we're getting the good one, basically. Yes. Um, and again, I think this is just going to happen with the 70s prog bands. It, of course, they are compared to Yes. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yes, like. Yes, like. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, so i um, just trying to see. Sorry about this. Just if there's anything else... Um, that happened. I mean, they they were together from '68 to 1990, so that's a pretty pretty. That's damn a pretty long good time. run, yeah. So they disbanded in 1990, and then they reformed from 2004 to 2016 when, obviously, um, Rodham Lodic passed away. So. Uh, so kind of in honor of Rod- Rodham. Yeah. So they disbanded at, at that point, or no longer together. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we're going to play you. <laughs> Visoka Stolika Dilipopo. Excuse me. Wow. I'm so sorry for those people who are listening who know this language. Who know? Czechoslovakian is definitely not a language that I have in my belt. But here it is. And uh, this will be a neat set for you here. So uh, stay tuned. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
his eyes when suddenly he was alone. Marble gave him a magic feather which turned each black shirt into a stone.
right, that's Happy the Man. Oh, no, no, that was Triumvirate, actually. This is requested music <laughs> from Triumvirate. The name of the song was Vesuvius 79 AD. came out in 1977. Uh, the album was called Pompeii. Thanks, uh, Austin, for the suggestion. Yeah, great suggestion. I, I haven't listened to a lot of Triumvirate, and that, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Um, we we opened the set with uh, Blue Effect and Visoka Stolika. <laughs> yes, the Czech name. Didi Popo. <laughs> okay, really, it's V Y S O K A Visoka, S T O L I C K A, Stolika, and then the last part, D T D L H Y, D L H Y. I I don't know Leech. how to. What? D-L-H-Y? D-L-H-Y. I have no idea. And the last word, Popol. Lee. would be Lee? D-L-H-Y, not L. Anyway. Um. <laughs> okay. So. At any rate, um, the other things we heard. Uh, we heard Grobschnitt. <laughs> With Severity Town, uh, this is interesting. Um, this comes off of the album uh, Rock Pommel's Land, which uh, it's interesting. I, I was looking for just a little bit of information, and it's a concept album. Surprise! Mm. Uh, it's a, <laughs> a fairy tale about a fantastical giant bird that befriends a small boy, and the two travel to mystical places and far-off lands together, experiencing their share of adventure and misfortune along the way. <laughs> okay. I love 70s Prague for that. It's just full of strange, twee notions. Weird things. Yes. Uh, but that was Severity Severity Town, and uh, that comes from Rock Pommel's Land, which was kind of their step. Oh, oh, they're moving into more... Uh, popular music, believe it or not, with this album and moving forward from there. And then Happy the Man did uh, On Time as a Helix of Precious Laughs. Ooh. All right. So Happy the Man is an American prog band started in Harrisonburg, Virginia in 73. Oh, good year. Uh Year of my birth. Uh, And... (laughs) I like the fact that on the Wikipedia page for them, it says, The name Happy the Man is a reference to Goethe's Faust and the Bible, rather than the obscure Genesis single or Cure B-side of the same name, which nobody in the band even knew existed at the time. Oh, that's funny. Thank you for... I had no idea it wasn't related to Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I like the fact that they took the time to clarify that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So these guys uh, have actually been pretty big for for um being an american prog band because you don't hear a lot about american it's usually for me it's usually british and some czech and and you know french and italian and stuff but this lovely american prog band um ended up they played for peter gabriel at one point because he was looking for a backing band okay but they didn't end up getting the gig but it did that did open a lot of doors for them because if he even Pete didn't think they're so great if but it, you know because he was even considering them and went and listened to them and they auditioned so it, it kind of upped their their band uh reputation status, status thank you um they got signed with Arista Records and so their first album which is what we heard was in 77 and it was self-titled so happy the man was the name of the album 
Um, and that was, they're, like I said, they, they signed on with, um, they, they signed on with Clive Davis. He went and listened to them play in New York and he said, wow, I don't really understand this music. <laughs> it's way above my head, but my head of A&R, Rick Chertoff, says you guys are incredible and we should sign you, so welcome to Arista. There you go. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they had a pretty good run um, with Arista for There's a couple actually... of years. They were only with them until 78. And then they got dropped because their second album, Crafty Hands, did not do very well. Um, so they ended up kind of breaking up in the main but you gotta wait until the main um, guitarist who is uh, Kit Watkins went on to play with Camel um, and so their music even though they the band themselves was not together the their music kept popping up on other bands so it popped up on I the storm was one of their album one of their songs and that popped up on Camel's album I can see your house from here and hmm. uh, so it, it just it the individual band members kept playing Happy the Man music on other albums, so it, it continued. So on. Happy the Man is secretly in all of our it's, prog. Right, exactly, and it and it was still a very big cult favorite among. It's a disease. It's a prog <laughs> disease. So, like I said, I so, have Happy the Man. Oh no! So for for a band that wasn't a big, at, when they were together, a big um, commercial success, their music has lived on and on and on and on. So. Um, they reformed in 2000, actually, and have been playing since then. And they had a um, a new album. Two of the the members released an album called Pedal Giant Animals since then, since 2004. So they've they've continued to make music, and um, but I think that their their biggest time frame was in that early 70s, and then it all kind of <laughs> fell apart from there. All right. Well, that that's Happy the Man. Yep. And that was their first album. Yes. So uh, many more to come, I'm sure. So just some quick information for 1977 before we move into the next the next track. I just thought these were interesting pieces of data. Uh, the first Apple computer went on sale in 1977. Uh, Jimmy Carter was elected president. Elvis Presley died from a heart attack at aged 42. It's really young. I don't think I realized he was that young. Um, and uh, the average cost of a new house forty nine thousand three hundred dollars. That's expensive. Uh, not compared to houses today, and the uh, the average uh income per year fifteen thousand dollars. So even if you were having fifteen thousand dollars a year, it would be like impossible to have a house. Yeah, you'd have to save up. You'd have to do some financing, just like you still have to do today. Gasoline was only uh, 65 cents a gallon. Dang, this is cheap. Yeah, considering that we're now at, like, two-something. Well, you would think it would just keep getting lower, though, but it's not. No, nope, nope. it doesn't it's get lower. It's higher because they're running out of fuel. It, it's but. getting higher because of inflation for the most part. We're not running out of fuel just yet. Just anyway, we'll <laughs> we're not going to get too deep into that. Do you want to tell us what's going to be the next song? I, I thought you were trying to do that. Oh, it's going to be Circus. Well, the, the name of the band is Circus. And it's moving on. And the name of the song is moving on. So we're going to be moving on, and this is going to be a nice, long, epic track for you. Without a G. Without a G on moving on, exactly. 
So this will be a nice long epic track for you, so you can uh, you can relax for a little while because we're not going to give you any new information for the next 20 minutes or so. All right. Enjoy your trip.
rising, arouses at my door. A fervor in your saying, it's wasting all the poor. I need him, cause I reckon to your coming at my door. I found him in the asking, are you now sure?
Yeah. Ooh. What a set. <laughs> a little bit of feedback there for you. What a set of music. We Just two songs, actually, right? It's Circus with Moving On and then Iceberg with Magic. So let me tell you a bit about a Circus. Uh, circus is a band that I no longer have a link for in front of me. Okay, there we go. Uh, circus is actually from the U.S., um, and uh, this album is just kind of like one that seems to have fallen by the wayside, not available anywhere very easily. Um, I think my copy is a copy of a LP, like a long playing record kind of thing. Um, but man, that's 22 minutes of crazy prog genius going on there. And uh, I think Susie's right. For some reason, everything in 1977 gets compared to Yes. I'm serious. It's ridiculous, but yes. I, I, it's crazy. Oh, and you said yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of, I don't know. I don't know what more to say about Circus. There's not a lot of information out there, actually, which is kind of sad to say. But, uh, yeah, I, I just never heard of them before. Hmm. So, um just a little bit more about 77. I thought it was of interest. The Atari, now we call it the Atari 2600. At the time, it was called the Atari Video Computer System. That was what it was known as Video in 1977. Yes. It came with the game cartridge Combat. Oh, yeah. The tanks just kind of rolling tanks, around trying to yeah. shoot each other. I did terrible at that game. I did not like that game. And, uh,. Yeah, that, that's uh, that was a big part of '77 for me. Of course, we talked about Elvis Presley dying. Hmm. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you about the Commodore Pet Computer was released? Yeah, we had one of those. You had a pet? Oh no, sorry, just Commodore. I was thinking of the computer. Sorry, never mind. Okay, no worries. The <laughs> no, Trans Alaskan we Pipeline that. opened up. We weren't that advanced with the computer stuff. Star Wars <sighs> premiered in 1977. I had seen a picture of C-3PO on the cover of People magazine, and being a 10-year-old who didn't know anything about what this creature was, I was scared. I did not want to see Star Wars. Um, but Mom and Dad took us anyway, or took, I say us. There really wasn't an us at the time. Okay. It was just me. I'm I was an only say. child at the time. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, we went to see it at um, a little place called the Beaufort Highway Twin, um, and... Uh, Thus was born my love of Star Wars. That year, I would go on to see it about 30-something more times, um, including one day where I stayed in the theater all day. True yeah, story. I wish that you could do that now, but nope. Yep. Saturday Night Fever came out in 1977. The Clash showed up in 1977. <clears throat> Lots of neat stuff. Yes. So... I, I've been biding my time here. Uh, Susie's going to tell us a little bit about the, the band Iceberg with their song Magic. So Iceberg is from Barcelona. Barcelona. And I always have to say it like that. And they actually, I love the fact that in Prague, Prague Rock archives, Prague archives, they they name check Manuel from Faulty Manuel. Towers. Manuel from Faulty Towers because, of course, he also was from Barcelona. There is too much butter that. on those trays. <laughs> no, no. Uno, dos, tres. Anyway, the band was Max Sune on guitar, Josep Mas Kitflis on, on keyboards, and Primi Sancho on bass, Jordi Colomer on drums, Angel Riva on voice and vocals, and yeah. So that's the band. 
And they were only around for about five years. They disbanded in um, 79, and they started up in 74. And they were one of the premier prog bands from Spain at the time. Uh, they came out with um, five, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, five albums, uh, starting in 75 with Tutankhamun. And their last one was a live LP on Direct Day in 79. So the album that we heard was Sentiments that came out in 77. All right. And they're very much in the whole jazz fusion prog kind of thing. Yes. Yes, so that's Iceberg. And, you know, I tell you, it's really hard to do a 77 show and really do it justice. Um, We've got just a few more that are a little more obscure before we get to some really (coughs) not-so-obscure kind of stuff. Um, But we're going to start this next piece with um, the band Fermata. And now this, once again, this comes from a vinyl record that was recorded. So that's the best we can get. But the, the band is Fermata, and the name of the album, probably something I can't pronounce, Huascarin. And we're going to hear the title track to Huascarin. <laughs> I don't, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Huascarin 2, actually, is what we're going to listen to. So, um, And after this, we'll get to things that you probably you know really well. But we'll do it anyway. (laughs) All right. Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you.
Se la Have your leaves all turned to brown Will you scatter them around you C'est la vie Do you love And then how am I to know If you don't let your love show for me C'est la vie Oh C'est la vie In the night Do you light a lover's fire Do the ashes of desire for you remain Like the sea There's a love too deep to show Took a storm before my love flowed for you C'est la vie C'est la vie. 
Is that Martin Barr at his best or what? That was Jethro Tull, Pibrock, Cap in Hand, from Songs from the Wood, a 1977 album, and certainly one of the better ones of 1977. One of the ones, at least for me, that I've played the most and, and enjoyed the most. Some of these that we've played, like Fermata, I had never heard of until a couple weeks ago. So we're going to talk a little bit about Fermata now. We heard Huskaran 2. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Brain was. Uh, let's see. So, Fermata are from Slovakia. Slovakian Prague. And they formed in 1973. And they broke up in. Um, they had a hiatus from 85 to 91. And then they kind of got back together at that point. Completely reformed in 99. And they still play. Um, to this date. So they're still together now. It's just their their output is not very um, strong or regular. It's very sporadic. But that name does sound yummy. Fermata? Fermata? Yes, it does sound That makes you hungry? Hmm. Somewhat. I think he's just hungry for lunch. You might you might be just hungry, yeah. <laughs> so Fermata, um, with, interestingly enough, they uh, were part of... How would you put this? So at the time that they were formed... Communism was the reigning governmental ethos in um, Slovakia. And they put all of their albums out on the official communist music label, Opus. So they were, while they might not have been approved per se, they were Uh definitely tolerated by the communist um, regime, (laughs) which is interesting. You don't usually hear about music going, you know, and politics going like hand in hand. Usually, it's music seems to go against politics a lot of the time. But well, yeah. I mean, look at uh, like North Korea right now. They're about to send a delegation to the Olympics to play music, and it is completely true. propagandized music. True, that is true. So I don't, and I don't know that these guys necessarily were really like all for communism and stuff. But at least they they tried to go with the flow so that they weren't. So they were continuing to record on the Opus. But anyway, 
Everyone in the band was treated equally. (laughs) So uh, the album that we are listening, that we listened to, sorry, I had to go down, was... Huskaron. 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 Yeah. That's their third album. And... um, what was the name of the, the song that they played? Waskaran 2. All right. <laughs> so uh, they they were pretty, how do you put the, it was pretty nice. Just, it put, Prague Archive says they're jazz rock fusion. I don't know if you want to say it's fusion or jazzy. I guess it was. I mean, a lot, it seems like a lot of the 1970s music is 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 it's tinged with a lot of fusion kind of stuff fusion. yeah you're, you're kind of moving you're moving away from the traditional kind of progressive rock sound into the 70s and you're just about to get and like into the 80s and you're just about to get into this point where uh prog rock starts to take kind of a back seat and we start getting into punk and disco right it's not happened yet no, but you can kind of hear this there. jazz edge kind of leading into right. the the next the next few uh, years, basically. Right. And at Prague Archives, the, the gentleman who did the kind of the band summary and the review likened them to Mahavishnu Orchestra. So I instrumental, can see that. instrumental jazz, prog rock kind of thing. So I can see that. A bit about Fermata. They do have a website, um, fermata.sk, and you can um, get it in English, but there are large portions of the website that are in process, so there's not a ton of information but if you're interested in more it's fermata's f-e-r-m-a-t-a dot s-k and yeah speaking of uh, Mahavishnu Sir Not played in this episode uh, uh, John McLaughlin and Shakti did the did their album Natural Elements in 1977 also um, and that is worth a listen if you ever want to know what Indograga Prague is like because um, that's probably one of the formational, like if you talked about a helix that was the core of Raga Prague, that might be it. And I wanted to play it for you, but I wanted to play other stuff much more. So <laughs> limits, time, etc., etc. Um, after Fermata, we heard Ragnarok. This is my find of 77 because I had never heard of this band. And I'm unfortunately going to tell you, I can't tell you much about them. They formed in 1972. They're from Sweden. Uh, they were in Kalamar, Kalmar, Kalmar, um, and their first album was released in 1976. Uh, but we heard the album, uh, I think we heard the old album Ragnarok. Yeah, it was the first album, came out in 77, and uh, that just caught my attention. Now, it's interesting, Progressive Rock Archives calls it Prague Folk. I don't know what that means in this case because there's no... I don't know what the folky aspect is. I have to learn more about prog folk, I guess. When I think of prog folk, I usually think of like really twee stuff and uh, Blackmore's Night and that kind of thing. Um, but this sound more like... Uh, it sounded more like pure prog, like jazzy kind of pure prog, but still. Um, but if you liked that, Dagnaros Scum, which is also known as the Foam of Days, yeah. Foam of the Days, uh, then that's... That whole album is your type of album because it, it's just a it's a fantastic listen. Uh, we followed that up with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Works Volume One and Works Volume Two both came out in 1977, and for me, uh, Works got a lot of play, especially the the first like all the Greg Lake songs basically, and uh, Enemy God uh, and I think Pirates was on there too. It's a really really good album, um, but we just heard uh, C'est La Vie. 
which is uh, Greg Lakes, of course. And follow that up with Jethro Tull. I think I'm going to share my... <laughs> when Say La Vie came on, I don't know if many of you have seen the movie Empire Records. It's Rex but, Manning Day. Yes, but there is a, a musician called Rex Manning who comes in and he's this, oh gosh, old school, outdated, kind of puffy shirt wearing. Oh, the music is just so kind of skeezy and ooh, and he thinks. He's, I almost think you can see him like looking like a Justin Hayward type. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. Yes, Justin Hayward. Perfect. So that's the kind of thing. And he has this song called Mon Amour. And so when I heard Say La Vie, it just came into my head. And I was like, that's not really what I want to do for Greg Lake. I, but still, it just, it was just the, the first reaction I had. And I had to go find out what, what Maxwell Caulfield, who plays Rex Manning, was doing. Because I'm like, oh, man, he was just perfect for that skeezy, skeezy has-been musician who thinks he's amazing. So. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's that fine. That was my uh, instant reaction to that. I didn't have that instant reaction, but that's fine, you know? <laughs> um, just some more trivia about 77. So for, for me, I was 10 years old, so Saturday morning cartoons was a big deal. So in fall of 77, the CB Bears... <laughs> the CB Bears was on. CB Bears? CB Bears. So 77 is when, in, in the country music world, you're starting to get into trucker rock. Oh, CB as in? CB as oh, in Citizens Band Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So CB Bears, it made it to the, uh, the TV set. Also, the Batman Tarzan Adventure Hour. Batman. That's, that's wow. special. Okay. Uh, What's new, Mr. Magoo? A new take on Mr. Magoo. Oh, I remember that. The All Star Laugh Olympics yes. was oh, also in 77. Stuff. I loved All Star Laugh Olympics. The Croft Super Show yes. was in 77. Delightful. The Secrets of Isis. Mm. Uh, the Skatebirds also. Yeah, I don't so know that one. Yeah, and Hong Kong Fooey. <gasps> Hong Kong Fooey. Number one super guy. Yeah. Uh,. And here's one I've never heard of. Baggy Pants and the Nitwits. <laughs> That's a fabulous name, though. That is fabulous. So <laughs> so there you go. Just a little uh, trip into yesteryear with Saturday morning, United States anyway, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, it's time to move on. Um, this hour is reserved for what I think is the best of 77. I wasn't sure if I was going to get to do this set. But uh, we're going to try to do as best we can to get the best music from 77. And I realize that not many people are going to call this band Prague. I get it. But it's one of the most played bands I have and one of the most played albums I have. So we're going to start the next set with Electric Light Orchestra from Out of the Blue. And that was a really hard one to choose because, of course, when, Ele when Out of the Blue came out, it was a double album. Um, there's a lot of good songs on there. But I, I feel like I kind of gravitate towards things like The Whale and Mr. Blue Sky and The jung Jungle. Um, so instead, I'm going to play for you Night in the City, and that will start our next set off of, uh, of, wonderful, um, of wonderful 77 Rock. So hope you enjoy this, and if you don't, it's a short song. <laughs> <laughs>
Definitely one of my favorite songs, favorite mm-hmm. albums, sorry, of 1977. iRobot was just a oh, fantastic album. album through and through, uh, even with the spooky ending. Um, so that you might have known most of the songs in that set as a result of the fact that I put them all down at the bottom of the show. But we started <laughs> uh, the set with ELO and Night in the City from Out of the Blue. After that was Sticks with Castle Walls. Not listed on most prog rock lists of best albums of the year, but for me, certainly one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, right after that with Kansas, these are both, like, good... Sticks is American, right? Are they Sticks is American, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, The best that American prog has to offer, if I'm right. And if I'm wrong, then walk of shame. (laughs) Uh, After that, Peter Gabriel with Down the Dulce Vita. Of course, I could have played the humdrum. I could have played Waiting for the Big One. I could have played anything from that album, and it would have been fantastic. But I think Down the Dulce Vita doesn't get played very much. And so that was the one that I chose. And that's from the first Peter Gabriel solo album, even though they're all cold. All first of the, all the, all three of the first new albums. <laughs> wow. All three of the albums that... Gabriel put on over the next few years were all named Peter, Peter Gabriel. Gabriel. Yes, they were all. So this one we kind of titled Car. <laughs> um, it had Tony Levin on uh, stick, Robert Fripp on guitar. You know, nothing big, no big deal. No, you know, no King Crimson ties at all. None at all. By um, the way, Sticks is from Chicago. I thought so. I, and Larry Fast was on uh, synthesizer and programming there. So big names in that band. Um, a really good step for Peter Gabriel, who had just, uh, well, he hadn't just left Genesis, but he left Genesis. And so, um, let's see, we followed that up with Alan Parsons' project, I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You. And I was just commenting that I was at the Charles de Gaulle Airport and I could not find the backdrop that they used for the album cover. But that's Lenny Zakatek as the... Uh, Vocalist there, and he would go on to be one of the primary vocalists of Alan Parsons along with Eric Wolfson. Um, all right, we're down to the last 30 minutes. Wow, this has gone fast today. It has. Um, so more research because that's kind of what I do. TV shows in 1977, just a few quick ones, you know, Starsky and Hutch, <laughs> Happy Days was still on. Uh, Six Million Dollar Man was about to end. Um, Welcome Back Cotter had started a couple of years before. Charlie's Angels had just started the last year, as had Laverne and Shirley and What's Happening. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Carol Burnett Show ran from ran all the way to 78, so definitely still going on at the time, and so was Maud. And then there's Maud. Uh, Barnaby Jones was around at the time. As was Alice. You guys remember Alice? This was the story of the uh, the waitress at Mel's Cafe. Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. I'm sorry. Mel's Diner. Um, Sanford and Son was still running at this time. Chico and the Man was still running at this time. Um, the Bionic Woman had just started the year before. Um, just uh, kind of surprising all the things that came out 
Yeah, Circus of the Stars came out in 77, as did Three's Company. And Eight is Enough. So, you know, if you need your numbers in your TV. Um, let's see, what else? Well, we talked about some of that stuff. The Betty White Show. I didn't even know this existed. The Betty White Show came out. Um, the Love Boat started September 24th, 1977. And I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that... Uh, Fantasy Island was part of that mix, but I, I don't see it in my list here. But anyway, there you go. That's that's what happened in 77 in TV. Now let's get back to music. <laughs> this last set is going to be hard to hold together because the three, the four great bands that I got to play for you. And I'm still missing a lot of really good bands, so I'll talk about those on the other side of things. But for now... Um, how about a little turn of the century from Yes is Going for the One? And uh, we'll see where we end up after that. I said yes.
Thank <laughs> you.
Invisible to telescopic eye Infinity the star that would not die
And with that little cryptic ending, Rush ended their Farewell to Kings album. Yeah. Cryptic because that is Cygnus X1 Book 1, and Book 2 shows up in the next album, which is Hemispheres. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. First, we'll start with what we played. I believe the set started with... Where did the set start? I think it was Turn of the Century by Yes. We started the set with Turn of the Century by Yes from from Going for the One. Actually, Awaken is my favorite track from the album, but it's 15 minutes long, and I decided I wanted to save some time and get some other music in there. So we all know Awaken really well, and I figured Turn of the Century doesn't get a lot of play. After that was Pink Floyd with Sheep. That is also not my favorite track of the album. <laughs> With a, with an album that really has just four songs on it, though, it's hard to not pick your favorites. And Sheep is really a fantastic song. Originally, it was called Raving and Drooling, uh, back before it was really named Sheep. And it had different lyrics as Raving and Drooling. But uh, some interesting pieces from this. Um, of course, you guys probably know that it has kind of a modified version of the Lord's Prayer. Or what, what is it? The Lord's Prayer? Is that right? Um, where did it go? Anyway, it's something about he makes me hang on hooks and things like that. You know, it's the sheep talking um, because it, basically the the album was based a little bit on George Orwell's Animals al- Animal Farm album. So, album? Album? You mean book? Yes, George Orwell was a great prog musician, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in his head. I really liked his 1984 album. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, George Orwell's story, Animal Farm. And... So that was that was Sheep from Pink Floyd. And then after that, of course, we had Rush. Rush. Rush with Cygnus X1. I, I have to read you a little bit about Rush because um, I don't really think I'd ever really listened to the story completely and known it. So just I, I'll try not to overdo it. But basically, here's the storyline. A black hole known as Cygnus X1, an X-ray source believed to be an actual black hole, lies in the constellation of Cygnus. An explorer aboard the spaceship... Rocinante. Sure. Thanks, Neil. Uh, Journeys towards the black hole, believing there may be something beyond it. As he moves closer, it becomes increasingly difficult to control the ship, and he is eventually drawn into the pull of the gravity. The final words of book one are, uh, Sound and fury drown my heart. Every nerve is torn apart. And that's how the song ended. Now, this is supposed to be an allegory about two conflicting ways of life. Two vastly different ways in which the human minds think, both logic and emotion. Of course, we've seen that many times in Star Trek, and we'll continue to see that in any time we see something related to Spock and to Kirk. Brandon is right over my shoulder, just breathing his his chip breath in my mouth. Please don't Ooh, breathe on that. In your mouth? In your ear? In in my ear, in my face. There you go. Anyway, um, Brandon has suggested that we do a Beatles-based show in the near future, and it won't happen for another five shows, but we will do something where we do some Beatles and some Beatles-esque music in the near future. But for now, uh, you can next time expect us to do 1987. Very cool. So this has been our, our homage, our trip through 1977. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, there is a lot that got missed. Unfortunately, we didn't play any of David Bowie's two albums from the year. We didn't play Kraftwerk or John Luke Ponte or Aldi Miola or Anthony Phillips or Steely Dan. Asia came out in 77, for God's sakes. Of course, we didn't play Fleetwood Mac, but uh, Rumors came out in 77 also. Um, we missed Talking Heads. 
Um, we miss some great live stuff. We miss Billy Joel, scenes from the Italian restaurant, which I think is fantastic uh, from Billy Joel's The Stranger album. So, so much great stuff came out in 77. I, I highly encourage you to go out and check it all out. In the meantime, we've got one more for you just to end the show. Um, and so we will be signing off. Do you want to say anything to the folks before we sign off? Um, what's the next song? Uh, the, <laughs> the next song <laughs> is right here. Okay, the last song we're going to play is Fool's Overturn by Supertramp. And I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note... Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and um, we will see you next time with 1987. Yes, looking forward to it. So this is from uh, Even in the Quietest Moments, and it's one of my favorite tracks off of that album. I so was... and It's a good ending, so I, I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. And I'm still dead in the next one. <laughs> yes, Brandon's oh, okay. still dead in the next one. I don't know what that's all about, but I'm sure he'll rise from the dead at some point. Mm. No, I'm not, like... I'm talking about like I'm not gonna. I wasn't born then. Oh, oh, he's oh, still dead oh in yes, seven. Yes, dead is, is not true. the right word. He's still not born in eighty-seven. Not born, unpresent, waiting to be. There you go. Me. Okay. Exactly. So here we go. Uh, here is Fool's Overture. Have a good night. Good day. Good week. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Comedy hours. You know, some days you just can't get things right. Here is Fool's Overture by Supertramp. Sure, if I can find the place to play it, play the track.
seas and oceans. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall never surrender.
the wound went deep Still he's calling us out of our sleep My friends, we're not alone He waits inside 